0: First, let's go to the sheet in front of you, Medjash Rabba. He once referred to it, I the to see it inside now, because it's pretty important for understanding of Chizkiah Amelech and his position, so to speak, lack of a better word, with the other Malchei based David, who were Tzadikim, a specific focus on their level of bitachon. You have to tread very carefully here. As I always mention, you can't comment or criticize anybody in Tanakh. Not a wise idea to do it for anybody after Tanakh either, if you don't know your place. But certainly in Tanakh, without the guidance of Chazal, sometimes there are conflicting views. You have to see what Ishita is saying, but... Over here, there are two very different ways to learn the following Medrash. Let's see the Medrash first, and then we'll explain. It's a Medrash in Eicha, Medrash Raba. And it starts in Eis Tezvav. Tezvav, it's Parashat Dalet. Tezvav. There were four kings, all of them. The highest Madrega of uh, Titus in general did a tremendous amount for Clay Israel during their tenures. And we look at Doveramelech, the same can be said for the rest, even after their tenure, so to speak. Doveramelech on a daily basis gives to us, somebody happened to have asked me yesterday, he said he has, some uh, Akum in the office who are very into Psalms. I don't know why they put a silent P there, but that's what they're into. So, what I wanted to know is that uh, Mutter, Usr, you to give them a running commentary is an Isr, Tamatera for an Akum, but it's Mutter if it's any Thalik of Navi that's giving them Usser, they're planning to give them Usr. Any part of that talks about Bria's Ailim without delving into Kabbalah, but they have to know history of the world, because Baruch created the world, and is certainly you can go be in. Tehillim is most uh, beautiful, not in terms of the uh, poetic beauty, in terms of the expression of B'tach and Muna that we have. Klai has been using it for many, many derives since the Melach. Question is, would that be off limits to them or not? So that it doesn't have to be proactive to stop them. The question is that they want a shira the hilam. There might be a different story between learning the with a with an akum teaching and teaching the bikias in terms of the simple understanding. It happens in the office all the time. He wants to know why do you take off every other day and what's perm and what's error perm and what's Tinus and what's Shushan Perm. And Haman used this, by the way, for the Gamar Megillah as one of his masterpieces of Lush and Hara, I don't say that in a complimentary way, are Clay Yisrael. The uses that example. He says, you're not going to be missing any taxes, and there's no, uh, very little productivity in the workplace from them, because every other day is the yanta for them, and they're always taking off. How <laughs> on, use this. Little do they know, or maybe they have figured it out, but uh, we have a few people here who uh, work, especially in Manhattan, and a there, and... Despite all the uh, Yom Tevim and Shabbos and Erev and perm and Shushan and the Yidden are probably still working as hard or harder. It's just that we always make it up on a Sunday on, on their Chagas. And we're certainly, all well, probability, drinking a lot less barring one day a year. So in terms of the hours of productivity, it's not really a title. That's why it's really i Shema, not Lashon her. So the people in the office will ask you, what's this about? Well, you give them a very, very simple overview on what it is. Perm's an easy one. You just tell them that uh, we've had many enemies over the generations that are always trying to annihilate us, and we're, we're still here. That'll go over well in the office, depending on what nationality they're from. So you have to be politically correct in explaining it, and you have to not delve into it too much. But just interesting that the uh, Ummah Oilem, recognize as well the tremendous gift that uh, Tehillim is in terms of chizik and amun and Bittachan, and David malach so to speak wrote the book which is why this Medjush is so peladic. You talk about Bitachin and Amun. The first uh, Melach of Malchus Bez David that comes to mind is David. David Malach himself and rightfully so. He lived it, he went through it, he wrote about it as he as he went through it, and much of it was said some of it was authored by other tzaddikim, including Meshavim. But he wrote it not only in real time, but a lot of it is uh, forward looking, like the whole capital, the Yel and Esther Malka. That was written by David, but it was written clearly with uh, Ruach HaKaytish, it was in Avuah, about things that didn't happen yet. And that's not an isolated example. And the reason I'm highlighting this is because the pecking order here is going to strike us as very, very. Unusual, and has to be explained. Hayu, Four kings, each one had a greater request of akash Baruch based on the area where they felt most lacking. David, Asa, Good news is, in this year, David, Asa, and Yoshafat already we know a lot about, and Chizkiyahu, we're getting there. All four had uh, tremendous, tremendous haslacha in leading Klai Yisrael and their betochen in doing so, and the that was necessary in doing so. David Amar, now we're going to focus, all four examples, we're going to focus on war, on uh, the battles they had to fight and the enemies they confronted and the siat shemaya that they felt they needed due to the odds which were always stacked against Klai Yisrael. sometimes... More heavily, sometimes so heavily that he uh, spoke about yesterday, there was a, a 1% chance of succeeding, and that was an optimistic projection. Davar Amar, Pasuket the Hillam. Erda Oivai vai He asked the Baruch please give me the Kayach and the the to chase my enemies and catch them and fight them and destroy them, which Davar Malach did. He was eminently successful. David HaMelech finished his reign, he Yashin to Shlomo a very secure Middle East, a very secure Eretz Yisrael, secure borders, friendly neighbors, very unusual circumstances. They were friendly because they were in such awe of David HaMelech's military power. And then they, Baruch Hashem, came to understand his godless in representing HaKadosh Baruch There was actually a, a, a spiritual insight that they had Rai Dover, which we'll get to when we get to Chizkiah's Amal- uh, interplay with, with his visitors later on from Bavol. Uh, Davin Amalek was very happy when they started shipping cedars of Lebanon to Eretz Yisrael. He didn't need his wood. He didn't need his money. He didn't need his help. Why was he so happy? They made an alliance. They were good friends. Why? David Amalek's insight into that Correctly so was that if he recognizes the godless of the amanivcher, and understands that we're succeeding because the kosh was on our side, not because we have F-16s and a better army, then we're accomplishing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's why he accepted the gift. Normally, send him a especially if you don't need it. And David HaMalach was doing just fine financially. The economy was great. So what did he take it for? answer is we can use the friends because everybody can use friends, but more so, we take the friends when they're coming to make a bond and an alliance because they recognize our godless. They recognize the position of the Amenifcha, the position of Kleison, the position of Kleison, and so i have a right to it, and they recognize that. They want to be Meshtatif in the general security, specifically in the base of in the Binyan Abayas, and he took it. I'm going to bring that back to that in a few months because that's going to be a But David Melch did it, and it took him many decades to win those battles on the ground. Just push it, secure, get rid of his enemies. He had a lot to contend with, if you remember. And he said this feeling when he went into battle. Erda Oiva game. I'm going to go to battle. I'll do this, doubtless. I need to have the Siat to be able to accomplish, and that's why he davened. Hashem said, Maskim, you're doing the right thing. Lashem Shemaim, I'm going to help you. One particular battle, it needed a little bit more time. In general, ancient warfare was never done at night. Simple reason they didn't have night vision gear, it wasn't invented yet, and it was pitch black. Hard for us to imagine. Most battles now, depending on who's fighting and who has the advantage, Dafka fight at night. A sneak attack. If the Americans have night vision gear, they'll use it when they know the enemy doesn't, because they can see and the enemy can't. Then it was impossible. Nobody even traveled. Make sure you leave in the morning and get there by sunset. Today, people travel, certainly in the tri-state area. Whenever there's no traffic, we leave at 1 a.m. and come back at 3. That sounds not normal to anybody from outside of New York, but if you uh, ever have to travel, we we constantly trying to figure out traffic patterns. We always travel at night because there are streetlights and there are headlights, and baruch Hashem, we, uh, we make it work. Can you still see more by day? Yes. Does the Marm Sachem still apply uh, in a vacuum All things are equal? Yes. Just the like Gemara is saying that uh, without light, and certainly with the shady characters that operate at night, it's not a great idea. Today, when such a low madrega, the shady characters don't start up as much, and we have streetlights. Battles were out of the question. So here, David is fighting and he's winning. <coughs> in the middle of the battle, the sun starts setting. So, Kodesh Baruch Sometimes the nays will be the sun goes backwards. We're going to have that coming very soon with Chizkiyahu amela And sometimes the nays says you can fight at night, and I'll give you night vision gear. Because Baruch made zikim and brokim if you ever um, stood outside in a thunderstorm which I don't advise for some reason Ben Franklin did it with a key no, I don't, that's dangerous he discovered electricity the chidoshis survived the experience most people are inside we don't recognize Niflis Abari. if you're looking out the window the whole sky lights up it's a little hard to fight it lights up for about a second or two so you can see something uh, for a flash; hence, flash on our cameras and the like. To fight, it's very difficult. And Kosh Baruch, when it describes here, Zikim Ebrukim, I have to imagine it was constant light, and they were able to finish the battle. Anes Nigla and it was part of the answer to Daven Amel But what happened here in the battle? He fought. He fought hard, and he had extended fighting, and it went for, as it describes over here, and they fought until they were finished, and they successfully finished. A lot of hard work, though, in terms of the eshtadlis in the ground. Step number two. Continue the medjush on page two, second line in. Ahmad Asav Amar. So now we're up to the next king, also a very great tzaddik, and he into a slightly different tefillah. I don't feel I have the strength to actually kill them. But understanding he has to do some hishtadlus. So he asks for a different type of siyata dashmayer. I'll chase after them. Can you please finish them off? So once I get there, there's so many of them. There's so many enemies I get there. It's hard to kill everybody. I don't have the kayak, So he asked Hashem to finish them off. Obviously, but there is a nice. i Hashem said, okay, I'm asking. Shanama, we're the fame. Asa. Kinishpul of Hashem of Machaneo. When the battle actually started, they just fell apart. Vayisuh shol harbe ma'od of Neh Asa inkzivkan of Hashem of Machaneo. It doesn't say that they fell apart from the onslaught of Asa's army. They fell apart. Stam means... Lefnei Hashem, and it wasn't Asa's doing. So, we have here a little less sestadlus. Yes? I don't know that that, that, this is, that Asa asked for... Right. Like, as you look at the end of the Puzzle. He can only quote a part, but the Pesach spells it out. This Pesach is quoting it very young. Amar, Yashafat, V'amar. Next level. Yashafat, we're talking about Tzadik elam. I can't kill them when I find them. And I don't even have the Kayach to run after them. This is uh, getting better and better. I'm going to say Shira. It's not not Shira, but we'll daven like we never davened, including a Shira. We have Shira after the... Nase, we have shirah before the Nais. Vata isa, please Akash baruch we're asking that you do the rest. Amalakarash baruch Hu, ani isa. Hashem says, "I Shnei ma'ab eise, chei li barina It started singing and the rest of the pasuk, The battle was done, nisam and the and the rest was history. Now we're up to chizkiyo. If you've noticed so far, in the progression, uh, they're doing less and less and they're asking for more and more. And Hashem is, masking to do more and more. Amar Ani as we know from the last few weeks, lives at, if you compare, to Asat, the most difficult time in Chai Yisrael to date. And not that he didn't have the Kayach physically, he was physically, he and Klayosov physically drained, emotionally drained, spiritually drained also. And uh, he said, besides the backdrop of the uh, depression of Klayosov at the time, Itaka had the smallest army, and he's going to be surrounded very soon, like next week, by Khair's army with over a million people. That's a conservative estimate. We're going to see the... uh, Amount that died. Each one was a Rasha Geeses of many more, and the facts on the ground. Besides the general backdrop of the lack of initiative in the Ruachniyus and the general Matzav was the fact that the army was nothing to speak of. They were defending one small city, am. and the rest of the country had been invaded and many cities had burnt to the ground already. So it was a, a very, very sad state of affairs. So he davens Amar ni Ein B'Keyach L'Lara G'V'L'Lir This last one, L'Olem shira. that's why I speak about the General Matzav Ruach. he could say Shira, but he felt that the Shira wouldn't be in the Madriga to deserve an ace, so he's not even depending on that, he, he Davins. he davens, they're trying their best, they're doing tshuva, as we have been speaking about, and he's even going to pull together a few horses and try to put some men, not very successful, he doesn't have much, So that's why he puts, So what is he asking for? I'm going to sleep. This is not Chas Shalom out of laziness, of course. Page 3. We ask, we humbly request that uh, you fight the entire war. We're not going to chase. We're not going to catch up to them we're not going to kill them and we can't even say a shira as we should and that's coming here in the next couple of weeks and we know that he's going to wake up in the morning and they're all going to be dead so it sounds from a cursory reading of this medjish I'm not saying this pshad is wrong if I'd ask you right now, we have Dovet Amelach, Osso, Yoshofot, El Chiskiyo, Amelach. The Madregan, Bitoch, and is going up or going down? So sounds like it's going up. <laughs> Dovet Amelach said, I'm really doing a lot of Ishtadlis here. I'm going to chase them. I'll, get to them. I'll kill them. My sword is drawn. I have the cavalry. I have the army. He had a very strong army. And we ask for a general Siat deshmaye. Nothing wrong with that. We do that when we go to work. We put together an office, and we call clients, and we uh, fly here, and we fly there, and, and we dive in for siyat deshmaye. Okay. and that's fine. And it sounds like uh, also, I don't know if we can uh, do that, and we need even more in terms of uh, direct uh, divine intervention and nisim uh, flows. He said, we're going to do less, and then Yeshua did less, and then scale looks like he's not doing much, but he's doing what he can. Yes? the of not as strong as the previous. Right. Sounds like they're not as strong. It sounds like the Matzah from a military standpoint, military slash ruchnius in terms that it goes hand in hand, possibly. That's why the Neboi is told in this Majrish. Chizkio, we know from what we're learning now, it's not only that he didn't have much of an army—not much of an army because most of the country had been overrun because they went at the because they're doing a zarah—that was the SS Shvatim—and now he's burning and destroying city by city in Yehuda and he's up to Yishlahayin. So he didn't have strength physically from a military strategic point of view, and he felt that they weren't up to par and they're needs, even though he is certainly working on it and is increasing talmud Torah and everything else. So, yes, he didn't have strength in many areas, but Lechairah, does it show us that he's willing to say, even though it looks like a disaster, I'm still going to ask for the world and get it, is that a higher form of Or You're saying, it's not necessarily higher, it's based on the circumstance. And the circumstance was that he needed it. Well, that's possible. It's certainly possible. It doesn't show a well, higher <coughs> Well, Obviously, the cash we're trying to behind is that we look at David and Malach as the benchmark, as great as also in and Chizkiyah were David Melech. So you're saying not sure that just David Melech had more, and therefore he didn't want to ask for more Neesim, and they had less. Certainly, uh, certainly a viable shot. Yes, kriyshma. Also a good thing to say before you go into battle. Yes, yeah, just, you always wasting to tie it in. Actually, he was Loka Baraglov because of his, since he was such a Baal Madregui, he actually over-depended on doctors later on, and he was punished for that on his Madrega. And I think earlier in his life, yes. his yes. special abilities maybe building a whatever he could do. So he, yes, he, he, yes, and I'm open to that. that we Absolutely, yeah, it's not, I'm raising the Kashi you all understood, is that we're going down in history, It's chronologically, that's the order we should be going in the Medrash. But we used to think, and we would like to think and understand, that David was still the benchmark of the HaMadraika, and then they had Yudhis And what you're saying is true, is that they had Yudhis Haderes, didn't want to ask for more Nisim than, uh, than necessary. That's one possibility. Others say there are three different Mahalchem here. They're not necessarily a stira, but they, they are different than how you learn the Tzadikim we're, we're learning about, so the Chizkiel. So again, one shot is that they just asked for what they needed, nothing more, nothing less, and the need grew over time. That's one possibility. The other possibility, and some affairs him to say this, that in the totality of the of the mensch, of the person, Davanamalch was certainly the greatest. And we have Yuy Sadiris, and Davanamalach certainly excelled in the Bitachana and Again, he wrote the book called the And we know that from his his whole life story. As we have spoken about on occasion, he started off life in the doghouse, literally, and was thrown out of the house, accused of being a mamzer and uh, an outcast. And he still grew up to be Dovra Malacha and succeeded beyond uh, anybody's uh, wildest dreams in terms of what a person could do, taking disadvantages in life. And then when he finally became king, he was uh, near Dovra and he had to run for his life. And as he became king, it still wasn't easy. And he had many, many uh, rebellions and many missionaries. With that said, some want to tell that within the particular B'Talchan Namuna under pressured conditions, it's possible the Chizkiyot had it rougher in many areas because he was given a Klay role to rule over at the point by Sher Husham there was come out nothing left. So David Malach had one big advantage, not taking away from his M'dah B'Talchan Namuna, and that is that he was coming at a time of Yisrael, so was to be in the upswing. And he used it to his advantage. He was riding a wave, not taking away from what he accomplished. But he understood that he was probably supposed to build the base in Mikdush. He was wrong about the actual building, it would be his son. But he was here to start Kalei and start the Malucha, and the would give him Siyat and conquer the rest of Yisrael, and secure the Middle East, and win over his enemies. And he did all of that. It wasn't easy, he rode the wave, but they accomplished that. Klai Yisrael was growing, Eretz Yisrael was growing. And Shlomo Yarshind in his time, complete peace, which is why he was able to build the Beis dish. and he was the pinnacle of Shalom, security, siyat, tishmaye, and he was able to build the Beis dish. Chizkiel lived at a time where everything was completely unraveling. So it took at the point where he took over the reins and he took over from his father, Ochaz, who was a Russian Ruscha, who was trying to push it along, unfortunately, and undoing everything. And here he comes on the scene and he's asked to uh, lead Kalei Yisrael and uh, try to make it work. That was extremely difficult. And when he said, Ein that's what he meant. He said, I- I'll do my best and we're going to work on Tamateira and on Tvila and Abitachen and some say he actually excelled in this midah b'tachan more than anybody else because he had the toughest job, and he still succeeded. Which is the chiddush to say that Lamaisi had a greater midah b'tachan davar. But it's, it's possible the totality of davar melach is greater. But in this particular midah, he excelled because of the circumstances that he was given, this was the midah that he needed to draw upon even more than davar melach, in certain ways. That's track number two. Track number three is also a bit of a chiddush, but I think it'll speak to us in terms of our day-to-day uh, struggle with this. Hashem, we don't go to war here in this country. We go to work, though, many of us, all of us, in certain ways. And the biggest danger in going to work when you daven or Seattleateshmaya, you're davening in which Bre, it gets a lot of press. Even if you're spacing out anywhere else, people tell me. It says, I never space out unless you don't know what the bracha means, in which case you'll space out. But then you have more serious. is the bracha for panossa. So Of course nobody spaces out. Slachlanu they're into. Hashivenu. Okay. There's certain, uh, certain things we uh, were able to focus on more. And Yedaven, this week you've got to close the deal. Yedavening, I always suggest it's not good to the daven to close this particular deal. This deal might be the worst deal you ever made. It might be the worst thing you ever bought. So in general, you should never press a kash Barha on a specific item because that could be to your detriment. At least put it in a disclaimer if it's good for me. I tell this to people, they say, doesn't Hashem know what is good for me? I said, yeah, well, if Hashem knows it's good for you, you don't have to daven at all. So why are you davening? So Tila, that's, we're not going to go through that now, but Tila is a component of what makes the bracha bichal, and as it says in Breiters, the not a blade of grass grew till Adam Rish Davin. Ah, the grass is supposed to grow? Okay, that's what Tila is in the Briya, you have to Davin. So if you're davening, it's not really productive to daven for this specific shidduch, or this specific deal, or this specific, and the are Gemara's, that say all this. Rav overheard somebody davening for this girl and he was trying to get the shidduch, and he kept, they kept writing at the shots, and kept pushing, and they didn't say yes yet. And Rav said, that's not a good idea. Daven, in general, you should get the best shidduch, or daven, or add the disclaimer if it's good for me, because you could press a tefillah so powerful, you could press an agenda that's not good for you, and in Shamayam after Exanat of Tefillahs, The kayah tzvili is, and it might work, even if it wasn't a great idea. So, very important you say. So we dive in, hopefully, the deal should come through with minimal bitul and machlikas, if it's a good deal for me. And we dive in and dive in, and the deal goes through. What's the danger now? What's the bad news? The bad news is, good news is the deal went through. The bad news is the deal went through, and you put it through. At least it looks like that. And then, all of a sudden, you run the tremendous risk that, oh, I'm a knacker. Look, I must be smarter than everybody else. I put the deal through, and the other 85 guys <coughs> who for the deal didn't get it. So obviously, I'm smarter, I'm better. Hashem holds me to be a better treasurer with his money. We'll find out after you spend the money from the deal where it goes. But you run the risk... Gaiva can set in and you can run the risk of, mm-hmm. of is a very dangerous machsava even a fleeting machsava certainly when you and there are people uh, from good people but they fall into this trap and they say you know I'm pretty good and then what happens to you pretty good is you dive a little less because thank you very much Baruch, for the start I'll take over from here I appreciate the, uh, the booster shot and uh, it sounds ridiculous when you say it like I'm saying it like who, would, who would think like that? Who would talk like that? But we all do this. So the same shot in this medrash is that because he was able and comfortable to ask Akash Baruch Hu to just give him General Siyat Hashemaya and he's willing to do all the hishtadlus without the concern that it's going to go to his head. So he was able to actually go chase and fight and kill and take over and win the battle knowing full well this has nothing to do with him. Nothing at all. Comes Asa, and he felt he wasn't on the same Madrega as David and, Melech, and he said, If I do all that, I'm going to start thinking it's me. So I'm going to chase, but Akash Barucho, I would like you to finish them off. Because if I finish them off, then I close the deal. And that's dangerous for Ivuknius. And then further, you read the Shafa came, and he said, I'm not even on Asa's Madrega, and therefore I can't even chase. If I sink Shira, that's what I can't take credit for that. So I'll say shirah, can you do the physical maneuvering or outmaneuvering and chase them and kill them? And Chizkiyot, recognizing the tzaddik that he was, the honor that he was, recognizing his shortcomings, he felt, I can't even do that. If I even sink Shira, I'm going to take the credit. With my beautiful Shira. I wrote the script. I'm going to sleep. I'll say hamapil kriyash malamita. Very, very shtak. I'm going to sleep because otherwise I'm going to take credit for some of this, and that's not good for anybody. Very fascinating shot in the measure. So, read the danger, the more established you do, the more you have run the risk of taking credit for it. Unfortunately, on our Madrega, we have to do, as we always speak about, the Madrega depends on how much established you have to do wherever you're holding, that's how much established you have to do, but the danger is the more you do, the more you think it's you. And that's what you also have to chaser before the deal, <coughs> as the deal is closing, and certainly after the deal is closing. Uh, the famous uh, bad joke they say about the guy looking for a parking space in, uh, in Brooklyn, which, if anybody's ever tried, a very exciting venture. Could take hours. A lot of ashtabas involved. And you're waiting, and waiting, waiting, and waiting. As he's davening and davening, and saying to Hillam, all of a sudden, as the middle of davening, a guy pulls out and he says, thank you, Kosh I don't need it, I found one. So, we say that as a joke, but all these jokes have very very rich content because we all do that. We, th- we know we depend on Kosh Baruch, the question is how much as opposed to completely. With our minimal established it just shouldn't look like an ace. The Governor of was more comfortable with doing this and that's why he was able to do the full gamut of the preparation for the war and actually going out to war and finishing the battle without taking away from his anivas. It's a fabulous uh, shot in the measures and I think it speaks to all of us. Yes, I saw a hand. Isn't the an element that Yes. And because it's trans-Kiddush Hashem, that's the focus. So the, the, you know, the tzayi, their contribution is in a bigger totality. You know? Sure. And they all had a mind, Kiddush Hashem. The problem, again, the risk is we go to work only to pay the bills and to make a Kiddush Hashem and to uh, apply our Chesh Mishpat But you also, on a daily basis, have the issue of, okay, I had a great day at work. I must be pretty smart. Are there a hundred guys who are smarter, who uh, graduated from better places and had better training? Nope. We all know the race doesn't go to the swiftest or to the smartest, and it's also at the shrines. We know that deep down, but sometimes we stop patting ourselves on the back. That's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you can now take all three tracks and try to blend them. I'm saying they're not necessarily astira, but this is a very important... Whatever the Pshat in this Medrash is, we're comparing for Gedele Elam, it's going in ascending order, which is not a kasha because it's going in chronological order. The question is, how do we compare very carefully all these tzaddikim? And certainly when it comes to Lodavre, who I want to point out another thing, which we're going to pick up later, I want to do some Pe- peliates. is that Chizkiyot, interestingly enough, not only went to sleep and woke up and they were all gone, Baruch Hashem, he didn't sing Shira afterwards to the extent he should have, because Chazal of Atayna, had he sang Shira the next morning, Kid the boy, he would have been the Melch HaMashiach. Didn't say, Chazal didn't say, didn't sing Shira, and he won't sing Shira, but there was something missing. Whatever the Pshad is, how did that happen? So, based on this, medzish, we understand. Because the same reason that he didn't even want to say Shira like Yahushua, he was perhaps afraid if he would sing Shira before, and perhaps even afterwards, he would say, Ah, oh, because Hashem knew I would say, Thank you so well, that's why he did the Nase, and it was really me. At least we get an insight. That part was a mistake. It was after it happened already. So there was a titan on his mandragi. He should have said, Shira more, whatever that shot is, we'll get to it eventually. But it fits in with his medrash that there was a trepidation that the more he was involved, the more credit he might take. With that, let's go to the Pelayets. We're on page Kuf Lamad Beys. We started yesterday the entry of Daiga, speaking of Ashtablis and going to work and Shiduchim. So Daiga plays a big role. People like to do a lot of shtablis by just worrying. They feel that's their shtablis. That's uh, usually counterproductive. Over worrying is never in place. And we had yesterday. Just look at the bottom of Kuflam at Aleph again. He quotes second to last line. People were very disappointed. As a matter of fact, at the end of the Shia, there was almost a tumult because they said the song doesn't exactly say all this or left out something. However, ayin, don't over-worry. Whatever happened in the past happened already. Again, there's chuva and there's trying to troubleshoot how we can avoid mistakes next time, but you can't do that all day. That's counterproductive. Asad, adayin, and whatever's coming, don't worry so much because most things you worry about don't even materialize. Daigemenayin, therefore, don't spend so much time worrying. And then somebody titled, uh, why does the song end here? The next three words, kum shaseyayin. So uh, he was in a perm spirit when he (laughs) asked that. (laughs) So uh, we uh, spoke about that yesterday. But that doesn't mean uh, be in a perpetual state of uh, intoxication, and therefore you're worry less. That's certainly not what I mean. That's called addiction. Le'elenu. Isn't that that uh, top-lishment? Yeah, so it means uh, you can calm down. If you need to calm down once in a while a little bit, that's fine all it means. They all complain, why isn't it part of the song? Shema Dabakra top line, I am It comes a point, and this is a, a learning curve, and uh, we don't have uh, the time to explain it now, but you have to concentrate on mistakes to a degree, otherwise you make them again. you got to learn from them, and you got to do tshuva, on a nightly basis, before Amapel, and then more on Erev and then Elul, and Rosh Kipper. Kippur, but if it becomes 24-7 and you can't function, then that's Yetzirah talking. You There are people who just live in the past, and it's all about their mistakes. I once <coughs> saw a report. We spoke about this seven, eight years ago in a Shabbat Shuvah, Joshua. So if you don't remember it, maybe it's time yeah. to uh, do a little chazar, but just a soundbite. Uh, a report was done by one of the famous uh, pollsters. Not that any of them are ever correct, but they claim. It always amazes me. Now do they claim they're right, they claim they're right within five points, whatever that means. Uh, you don't have to believe everything you read, but let's assume they called enough people that they're somewhere near the truth. But this one, obviously, is true. They interviewed however many thousands of seniors, and they asked them what the biggest regret was in America, seniors in America. Now they have time to think and look back at life. In the front community, we don't really have seniors. I mean, Baruch Hashem, we have seniors in the midst of the race to stand up for them, be mechabed them, but we don't retire. We're just the less you work, the more you learn, and uh, often they're more active. But I remember from the report and from the pictures, they caught uh, the people were sitting on a park bench somewhere with plenty of time to think, which is not our style, Baruch Hashem. But uh, they asked them, nice people, they said, why do you look back? You're 89 years old. What's the thing that you most regret? So... They were surprised, Galapazo. They were surprised to hear that the most common theme was that they spent so much time worrying about everything, and most of it didn't materialize. Not interesting. That's this uh, song. So over here, there's shuva and there's uh, troubleshooting and trying to figure out what to do, but it can't become a 24-hour job. It's bad enough it happened. You're driving yourself from Meshuggah. That's not a mitzvah. It's an avarah. Just get rid of it. Okay. Many people say easier said than done. And If it didn't happen yet, if you feel that you need more of a plan to so get advice and how to troubleshoot and how to deal with it, if you tried your best and it might be coming, it might not, but you don't have any other eights in terms of planning. After the planning stage, just forget about it. The plan's in place. You can sit and worry about it. That's number one. We're out of time, so we'll have to take this up on Shabbos.